Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. John Millman, who joined us earlier in the week, uh, has gone to Channel 9, doing a bit of work for 9. Oh, and he slips into the commentary dugout. <laughs> he's kindly agreed to join us this morning. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for having me once again. Oh, what a lot. I have got a doubles match on before before that. So, yeah, still still got some doubles to play, Paddy. Well, so if you win that one, Channel 9 go on hold again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tennis <laughs> comes first, mate. The tennis comes first. <laughs> All right, now, now I want brutal honesty here. How long Tell did me. you how long did you stay up last night? Not long at all. I was actually watching Alex Dimonar's match, so yeah. I missed the I missed the thriller uh, between Andy Murray and Thanasi Kokonakis. But I have caught up on it uh, this morning. All the all the action. Watched a few of the highlights. Andy Murray, commiserations to Thanasi, but Andy Murray, what a what a champion! I don't know if you've seen it, but he did a documentary resurfacing, which showed his recovery from his hip surgery, and I don't even know how he's back on court, let alone playing for nearly six hours yeah. and getting through the third round of an Australian Open. It's incredible. Yeah, and the second round was nearly five hours. In the that, first round, yeah. Yeah, that, that, is, that is incredible, mate. Um, how have you pulled up? You, you've, had, you've had your massive uh, intensity this week too. Yeah, look, I'm feeling pretty good. The body's not too bad. It's always a bit more emotionally draining, especially at your home grand slam. And, and that's what a lot of the players uh, will find. It's not just a physical battle, but it's it's the emotions of it all, and um, my body's not too bad emotionally. I'm holding up all in good shape. The tough thing is for for Andy Murray is he's got Roberto Bautista a good now, and that's Spanish. He's a grinder. He makes yeah. him work so hard, so <laughs> it doesn't get any easier. Yeah, and he just can't keep dropping the first two sets, can he? No, I'm sure he's aware of that too. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll want to get off to a slightly better start. Um, and I'm sure he'd appreciate a slightly quicker match. It'll be interesting to see what he does today. I'll, I'll keep an eye out to see if he jumps on court and if he if he has a bit of a hit out. He did after he played Matteo Berrettini. I saw him out on the indoor courts with another Brit, uh, Dan Evans. I'm unsure if he'll get out there today or if he'll take the day off. Well, I mean, if he's done a little bit of media, and uh, I, I mean, I guess maybe drug testing or something. I mean, does that happen after big matches all the time for you guys? I mean. The, the drug testing is random, but yeah. I think that the testers would have gone home if I'm to be completely <laughs> honest. I remember, I remember after I played uh, Roger Federer, we finished at oh, two, one or two in the morning yeah. um, at, at the U.S. Open, yeah. and obviously it was the biggest win of my career. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the in the change room, and the only other person in the change room was Roger. And he had to hang around because he need, he had the drug testers and, and he would have wanted to just get out of there. And, yeah, it's an awkward kind of situation. But I don't think Andy would have been tested last night. Um, although after that performance, maybe they should have. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and test that hip of his. It's bionic, I reckon. What, what, you had a you had a first set cracker, like a fantastic first set in your last yep. match, mate. But what were your thoughts on your game during that uh, set? And then your thoughts on yeah, his look, game. Do you, do you think about your opponent a bit as that set wears down? Yeah, of course you do. I, I, I said to my box at three all, I thought it, was, it had just gone on 35 minutes. And I said, that's the longest half hour of my life. Because <laughs> Daniel Medvedev makes you work for every single point. And what you'll find is with, these, with the climate starting to cool down, we had a lot of rain um, that day. And the, and the climate's definitely uh, cooled down here at, at the Australian Open. There's not a lot of life in the court. There's not a lot of bounce. And against Daniel, you kind of need to get the ball out of his strike zone. Otherwise, he's a brick wall. So it was, it was challenging. It was a, a brutal physical match. I don't think I played too bad, but he's one of the top chances for this tournament for a reason. Having said that, he has got Sebastian Corder now. Now, Sebastian Corder, the son of uh, former Grand Slam winner Peter, and he's got, some, he's got two sisters that yep. are pretty handy on the oh. golf course too. That, ten, that 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 family is talent personified. It's going to be a really interesting match, the the Medvedev quarter one. But if he can get through that, it wouldn't surprise me if Daniel makes a really deep run at the Australian Open. Mm, okay. Hey, now the other good news for Australia, mate, uh, Alexi Popran. I mean, that was that was in everyone's viewing slot yesterday afternoon. It was just riveting yep. to watch. Upsets the uh, the eighth seed, Taylor Fritz. So it hasn't been a good time for the seeds. Yeah, but no. he's a good yarn. I mean, he only won five matches or something last year. Yeah, he had a tough year. He did win a, a good challenger event in Bordeaux in the lead-up to the French Open, which kind of helped him keep his ranking somewhere thereabouts around that top 100. Mm. But two reasons yesterday for, for that win, why it was so significant. Number one is Taylor Fritz is one of the, the top American players and... He's one of those guys that I don't think is too far off maybe going deep and winning one of these Grand Slams. Okay. He's got an incredible amount of firepower. So to get that type of win against that caliber of opponent is going to give Alexi Popper the world of confidence. And the second thing I will say, and I think it probably, it, well, definitely helped him, is this Australian crowd. And this is what it goes to show that when you're playing at a, at a home slam, a home tournament, it's like the home and away advantage in footy it makes such a big difference. And you saw the energy that that crowd gave him uh, in, that, in that final set where Alexi Popperin ran over the top of Taylor Fritz and was just too good. Mm. Yeah, every point and every uh, winning yep. point was like a, a tournament point. You know, <laughs> they, were, they yep. were right behind him. And, and he's learning how to, how to stir that up and how to enjoy that, that's for sure. But um, I, I saw Tanasi Kokonakis and his team come in the enter the stadium, enter you know the tunnels underneath with his team, and mm. and and it became obvious to me exactly what you talked about. You know, Tony Roach was there, and others were there shaking hands and having a quick chat, and then he'd move on and he'd meet someone else in that tunnel. Whereas mm. if that was in America, he'd just go straight to his locker room. I'd reckon. Yeah, it's so much more emotionally draining. I, I can't stress that enough. So you get the energy from the crowd, but on the flip side, you. Yeah, you're having to mingle. You're having to talk to a lot more people that you know. You've got probably your friends and family who also uh, take a bit of your time. So, And there's more pressures. There's definitely yeah. more pressure playing at home. You want to put up to, uh, you know, your best performance possible. You don't want to, to go out with your tail between your legs. It's, uh, you know, you, you show a bit of pride uh, in front of your home crowd. So, look, it is more emotionally draining. He'll be absolutely shattered today, but 
I think he can take a lot of positives from this Australian summer. He had a lot of points to defend. He didn't quite defend them, but he'll be really happy with where his body's at and where his game's at moving forward. Yeah. Hey, just very quickly, what's your take on Rafa, mate? It looks like he's done. He's had the scans. The doctors have had a look at him, and we're talking a couple of months probably before we see him back. Uh, where's he at, do you think, in your mind? I saw an interesting stat, too. If he misses those eight weeks that his team kind of uh, implied, he he might drop out of the top 10 for the first time, I think, in 19 years, which is just, uh, I mean, (laughs) I think that's phenomenal. It shows you how much of a champion he is. I don't know where he's at. I reckon he's got one big, deep French Open run. You know, he dominated that. He's probably the best clay quarter in the history of tennis. And I think if Andy Murray has shown us anything, you can never write off a champion. So yeah. I'm not ready to, to write him off just yet. But, you know, father time catches up with everyone. He's, he's a family man now. He's, he's got his firstborn kid. Maybe his priorities are changing, but mm. never write off a champion. Yeah, no, it happens quick too at times. So what about these young seeds? Are there any patterns to or reasons why... They're new seeds and they're losing. Are they vulnerable? It's it's all a bit new for them to, to have such expectation in going into a major? I think there's probably two reasons to that. I think we're seeing a bit of a transition now where some of our former grades, like your Rafael Nadal, they're, they're coming towards the back end of their career. So this new generation's kind of coming through. But I think it's also a testament to the depth, especially in men's tennis right now. Obviously, I can comment a little bit more on men's tennis. I've been on the tour for a while there. And the depth in men's tennis is is phenomenal. I go back to thinking when I was playing challenges. So that's the tour just underneath the ATPs. And you'd kind of cruise through the first few rounds and it would start to, to get a bit interesting uh, from quarterfinals on. Now there's no easy matches even on that tour. Yeah. So I think the depth is just so strong that there's no easy outs. And so if you're if one of these seeds are just a little bit off their game, anyone can really win. And I think we're seeing that. I think it's actually an exciting time. I know some of the people will, will want, you know, you know that Djokovic's and, and Rafael Nadal's and, and Roger Federer to have played forever. But I think it's a really exciting time to, to see these upsets and to, to see some names that that maybe aren't household names come through. Mm. Yeah, well said. It, uh, we're going to be looking very, very hard. Uh, all power to the demon as well, mate. We, you know, he probably holds our best chances of going even deeper, doesn't he? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and I'd love to see a, a bit of a deep run for for, for Alex Demoner. You know, he's flown the flag for a while. Um, for Australian tennis. He kind of flies under the radar because he's quite an unassuming character, but he's got so much integrity. He's a great kid, and and I thought he was super impressive against a really tricky Frenchman last night, Adrian Manorino, and his ball is something else. He strings his his rackets, probably the loosest on tour. It's like a trampoline. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's at about 20 pounds. Now, to put that in comparison, I'm at 68 pounds. So I play with a bit of a board. I'm probably one of the tightest um, stringers on, on tour, and he's probably one of the loosest. So it's a bit of a trampoline. He's so deceptive. He, you know, he'll swing so easy, but the ball is coming through a lot quicker than it looks. Um, so that was a really tricky matchup for Alex, and he'll be really happy to be progressing. And, and hopefully he's mounting a deep run. He's got a great team around him, and, um, and he's a fighter. And, uh, you know, that speaks volumes for me. Good stuff, mate. Great to chat. We've got to get to the news. But, uh, look, I hope your commentary stint is delayed by keep winning at the doubles. Yeah, good call, mate. Good luck.
Thank you. Look forward to it. I'll venture into the net a few more times than I did my singles match. <laughs> All right, mate. John Millman right joining us there.